Hey friends, I'm Sierra. And I'm Caitlin. And we're friends. But we've never met each other in real life. That's because technology allows you to feel like you're virtually best friends with everyone that you meet online, which is pretty cool. Through storytelling, we're able to learn about others' passions and drives and learn what makes them unique. We want to hear your story so that we can become virtually best friends. Hey, VBFs, welcome back to another episode of Virtually Best Friends Pod. We are so happy to have you here. Sierra, how are you doing today? Caitlin, I am doing great. How are you? I am doing peachy. It's another Thursday. There's a lot that's been going on. We are recording this right before Valentine's Day, and it feels like this month is just full of hope. Full of hope and flying by. And I love February, but I feel like it's too close to already being over, and I want it to slow down. Just calm down for a second so I can fully enjoy it. But maybe yes. that's part of its, you know, its sparkle. It's that it's a little shorter. Yes. And to shout out, Sierra, by the time that people are listening to this, you will be a year older. So that'll be really exciting. Happy early birthday. I will be. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Well, Sierra, should we jump right into our thumbs up, thumbs down? Yes. Okay. So I will go first just to put this out there to say that my thumbs down is closely tied to my thumbs up. But um, I lost my voice over the last few days, and I'm slowly regaining it back. So if I sound a little little bit off, if you get a little rasp every now and then, that is why. But it's definitely better than it was a couple of days ago. So mini victory. <laughs> yes, I'm glad things are improving for you. What's your thumbs down for the week? You know, I think my thumbs down right at the moment has just been trying to get everything done this week. It just feels like it has been a little bit of a chaotic week and kind of reaching that point in the school year before parent-teacher conferences where we're just trying to fit in as many things as possible and fill in as many gaps as possible in kids' knowledge. And it just feels like a lot. But I think most teachers can relate. February is just kind of a slump month. January and February are. But things are looking up at this point, which is good. What is your thumbs up for the week? My thumbs up is that I just got back from San Antonio, Texas. It was the first time I've ever been there, and I went for a work trip. So it wasn't travel for leisure, but it's the first time that like I've been on an airplane since like March 2019. And so I made it through. I didn't really like I thought I was going to have more struggles you know, with all the COVID anxiety that I've been dealing with the last couple of years. But I genuinely had a good time. I ate a lot of good food. I made some new friends. I got to see people that I haven't seen in years. So it was it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Yay. I am so happy for you that you got to experience that. Sierra was filling me in a little bit about some of the food that she ate. And it sounds <laughs> absolutely amazing. But what a cool first trip to take too. Yeah, thank you. Uh, what was your thumbs up this week? I think, honestly, just that we have had so much sunlight and the sun is staying out a lot later. And that has been a really big mood booster. It's so little, but it really makes such a big difference. I feel like I can get a lot more done during the day, too. No, for sure. For sure. I walked out 
yesterday because I purely like I had to do the quickest errand. I don't even remember what it was. I think I dropped off my recycling and I was so overdressed because I didn't expect it to be sunny and like 50 degrees outside, which sounds like, oh my God, 50 degrees, like it's hot. I mean, it is when in the winter it's been like so cold this year. So today I went out um, on purpose and it was so nice again. So I agree with you. Just like having those like little moments of warmth and sunshine after like the weather was not great in in Texas, by the way. Oh, no. Was it really? Oh, my gosh. I went during a cold front. Like, no, it was an ice storm the first day. They closed down restaurants. Um, We wanted to go out to this place and we got there. There's like no notice. We got there and it was closed. And apparently like their schools were closed for like two days. Oh my but, goodness. But there wasn't, there wasn't anything going on. You know, you know how it oh. is. Like some states are so frustrating. As, yeah. You know, the states aren't used to it. Like it was, it was cold for sure. It was not fun. Like I wore my regular like DM DC area coat there because I was like, the temperatures are going to be in the forties below, like below that. It was colder there than it was at home. Really? On like two of the days. Yeah. So oh my goodness. That's crazy. Trying not to slip on ice. Like there was some danger, dangerous patches. But yeah, they completely shut down on Thursday and Friday. And I'm just like, <laughs> but I wanted to, I wanted to see the cool things. Wow. That's crazy. I would not have expected that. And I was hoping that you would get more sunshine and warm temperatures than what you've had in the last couple months. Wow. Crazy. Uh, You know, I didn't take it as hard as some people. Some people were like really upset. And I'm like, I mean, it just feels feels like home. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it just means that my winter wasn't interrupted. It's cool. There we go. That's one way to look at it. Well, friends, this is usually the point where we would get into our fun facts for the episode, but we are switching things up a little bit in that this entire episode is going to be about sports. <laughs> Kaylin's laughing at me because I said that with a little bit of a little bit of disdain. I am not someone that dislikes sports. Let me preface this whole conversation with that. I think that I grew up in sports. I grew up watching professional sports. Over the last years, I think it just hasn't been something that I've like had to put my full attention span on, but there's a lot going on right now in the world of sports. And I just thought it, we thought we both thought it would be fun to chat about. At the time you're hearing this, you've already seen the Super Bowl, which like that's this weekend. Um, The Olympics is going on right now. I just finished watching the cheer documentary. So basically we have a lot of things in our mind and we're just going <laughs> to, we're going to chat about them. Yes, absolutely. It's definitely a historic time. I'm like Sierra. I really, I, I don't really watch a lot of sports. I'll watch football when it's on, but usually I'm doing schoolwork at the same time and makes for some good background noise. Um, but the, you know, the Olympics are definitely historic just because the Winter Olympics only happen every four years. So we figured it was a really good time to start out with some fun facts because there are some things that I did not know about this Winter Olympics. We were talking about some of the things that surprised us about it. So we figured we'd share some of those with you. Yes. Okay, I'll start with the first fun fact, which is, did you know that gold medals are actually made mostly of silver? Ooh, I did not know that. 
apparently, if you were to actually make an Olympic medal made of pure gold, it would cost somewhere around $32,000 based on like current-ish market prices, which is a lot of dough to drop on some metals. So I don't blame them in wanting to do like a gold-plated situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently, in order to meet like the standard criteria laid out by the Olympic Charter, the the gold medal only contains about six grams of gold, but all the rest of it is silver. Oh, really? That's interesting. Huh. And it hasn't been pure gold since 1912. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. It would be really interesting to see those medals from 1912 to see how they compare. Ooh, like where do you think they're they're at? You think they're just like hanging out somewhere? Passing yeah. through families? Like, yeah, probably. I wonder well, where you would even find it. Like, would there be any in the Smithsonian? Maybe, right? Like, sometimes sometimes families like to donate things or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. Hmm. That is super interesting. Okay. Well, did you know that there are a there are athletes from roughly 100 countries all over the world that are participating? Some have more athletes than others. And very interesting, too, even though Greece was the first place of the ancient Olympics, they have never actually won any medals in the Winter Olympics. Wow, that is something. Mm -hmm. But you were saying that the Winter Olympics is a newer kind of addition to the Olympic tradition. Yes, because the ancient Olympics only included foot races when they were started in Greece. So I guess that makes sense. And I also think about a lot of the athletes don't have access necessarily to snow or places to train. And actually, a lot of Winter Olympic athletes end up training in different countries in order to be able to train for the Olympics, which is interesting as well, just because their climate of their home country doesn't always pertain to the winter sports. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yes. Okay. I'm going to counter that fact and present to you the fact that only five countries have been represented at every modern era summer Olympic games. And one of those countries is Greece. Really? The other four are Great Britain, France, Switzerland, and Australia. So those peeps have always gone to the modern Summer Olympic Games. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Okay, so if you watch the Parade of Nations, it was kind of a long process, and it usually is just because you're escorting all of the athletes through the opening ceremonies. And it's really interesting because the opening ceremonies The Parade of Nations always is in alphabetical order, but this year, because it was hosted in Beijing, countries were ordered by the number of strokes in the first character of their Mandarin Chinese names from lowest to highest. So instead of like the typical order where the United States would go last, the United States was in the middle because of the number of strokes in the name United States. Wow. I like, again, I guess that makes sense, right? Like... It's their prerogative to make it something that's true to the way that they present information versus the way that the United States presents information. So honestly, like good for them for shaking it up. Good for them. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Oh, so this one is not like, mm, it's not like a happy fact, but there have only been three modern Olympic games 
to have ever been canceled. And those three games were canceled due to World War One and World War Two. So World War Two, obviously having 1940s and 1944 Olympic Games. I think it's interesting, though, because uh, technically the Olympics that would have been canceled for the pandemic was postponed. So even though like it happened later on in 2021, they still called it the 2020 Olympics. And so like, that's kind of how they like were able to get around that. But imagine if like, it was one of the ones canceled, like a huge global event is what it takes to cancel one of these things. It's crazy. Okay. Well, usually there is a mascot for each of the modern Olympic games, and this is probably a newer tradition, but the mascot for the 2022 Beijing games is a panda bear named Bing Duen Duen. And Mm -hmm. I haven't necessarily seen the panda bear anywhere, so I need to go look for it. I don't know if anybody else has seen it either. I jumped in late when I was watching the opening ceremony, so I'm not even sure if the panda was located anywhere in the opening ceremonies, but I would be curious to know where they're incorporating the panda. So we've been throwing around the term that there are like the modern Olympics. Do you know when that, like what year that starts? Like when did we start saying that it was the modern Olympics versus? That is a really good question. Let's look it up. Okay. It says that the modern Olympics started April 6th, 1896, and it was the summer Olympics. All right. Yeah, then, that's what I'm looking. And it, it it seems like it like constitutes whenever it's like when they started doing the the two game system, the winter and summer game system. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I mean, I honestly wanted to know. I wanted to make sure that <laughs> VBF listeners knew as well, because I was like, hmm, what does it mean? Yes, what for sure. Mean? And the first Winter Olympic Games were held in 1924. Hmm. I was just looking at a thing and it was just like the ancient times, the games were held to honor the god Zeus. Like, yeah. Oh, interesting. And now the modern Olympic game credit goes to the Baron Pierre de Coubertin. I'm I'm not, I don't know French. Coubertin. I'm probably pronouncing that so wrong, but he's the person that we credit the modern Olympics to versus the ancient Olympics were... That's just a system to um, honor Zeus. Oh, interesting. Nice. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) I was just really curious, like I said. Um, I think another fun fact, and we can just do like another round of this, um, is that at least one of the Olympic rings colors appears in every national flag. So if you ever wondered why the rings are that way it's to account for all the countries in this world which is really nicer the countries that participate yes absolutely a lot of you might be familiar with the 1993 movie cool runnings which was a fantastic film and it's really interesting because this year jamaica is competing in the four-man bobsled race again since that race in cool runnings which is pretty cool so they've got a pretty big comeback this year that i know they were really excited about i'm gonna be honest with you caitlin i have no idea what cool runnings is but i'm i'm oh it's so good and excited (laughs) for this bobsled team (laughs) from jamaica (laughs) i love that for them so exciting 
there are also so many records that are currently or at least trying to be broken at the Winter Olympics. Granted, I don't know if they will be broken or not by the time this episode airs, but there are a lot of athletes who are either doing something for the first time or breaking a record in their own field. There's a German speed skater who is turning 50 days after the Olympics end. So she will be the oldest woman to compete at a Winter Olympics, which is pretty cool too. That is so cool. There are also seven new events that are starting this year at the Beijing Games. And that includes mixed team aerials, which is freestyle skiing, women's bobsled, mixed team relay with short track speed skating which that was super cool i watched that one that's so interesting though because like i wonder what the criteria is to become a new olympic sport not enough to look it up but just enough to be like if i wanted to propose some random sport to be in the olympics how would i do that is it like a friendle situation like can i just be like no this is a sport and i'm going to convince people all over the world to play it just so that we can get it to the Olympics. Like, what do I have to do? Who oh do my I gosh. Talk to? I love that you just brought up the Frindle reference that speaks to my heart. Cause I love that book, but yes, I had read somewhere that basically the X games, which are the giant Olympic, like Olympic theory games, almost they're considered mm-hmm. because a lot of people put the event out at the X games to see if it's like going to test run well. So if people like it at the X Games, then hopefully they'll like it at the Olympics. So I'm guessing that it probably has to follow the same kind of process. But you're right. I should probably look that up. I'm sorry. I am just looking at a website right now. And one, I I saw a post saying that the fluffy panda mascot is all the rage at the Winter Olympics. So (laughs) yay! I'm glad. (laughs) That's a thing. But is it Sean White's final event like ever, ever? Is that this Olympics game? Like, that's what I, I think, think I just saw. it might be. But I honestly am not sure because I don't think I've seen any confirmation of that anywhere. But regardless, like, he's had quite the run at the Olympics. Like, I guess it's just so weird because he's, like, the guy, you know? Like, right. he's, like, been the guy for as long as I've known sports in life. Like, it's Sean White does snow stuff. And then it's, like, Tony Hawk is, like, the skater guy. Yes. Like, they're just the people. Yes. Okay. Well, I just found there's an article where he does confirm that this is his last Olympics, which is crazy. Wow. Good for him, He won a gold for Team USA, though. Uh, And that's all I have to say about that. It just – now we won't even know who's in the Olympics anymore. Like, what if – (laughs) Right? It's such an era. And I think about so many profound athletes. And yes, it opens the door for other athletes. But you're right. They have just been kind of a fixture in the Olympics and people that everybody kind of knows. It's a household name. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I like it. You said that it opens the door for younger athletes and what it must mean to train your entire life and be able to see the culmination of that training on exhibit in this like worldwide event. Like, of course there's other large events, right. Um, That you're probably competing in, but the Olympics is different. Olympics is big. If you were to be able to say like, Hey, I got to compete for my country. This is what I ranked. And this is the experience I had. Like that's insane. 
Mm -hmm. It's huge. You're on the world stage. It's such a big deal and such a big honor to be able to represent your home and to be able to do something that you're really proud of and passionate about. It's got to be such a cool feeling to be on that stage and be able to perform. It's one of those things where I like wonder what that's like. And I, and I say that in a weird way because I'm thinking about it in terms of, like I said, having to work so hard for this goal and sacrificing so much to be able to be at the top level of your profession and not just any profession, a profession that largely depends on your body's ability. So mm -hmm. like this is something common across multiple sports, right? Like one injury sometimes can take you out and then it's like, and then what? Or right. you get to the games and and you don't really age out, but like realistically, you you kind of age out and you're just like, okay, well, <laughs> what's next when I retire? And I mean, I know a lot of sports players tend to take that path where like sometimes you get to see them as like commentators and, and that's always nice to be able to see them in that in that different light and have them still use their expertise, but emotionally, like what is, yes. what does that feel like to put so much work into that and then know that one day it's just going to be over? Right. And especially to have a sport, you're totally right, Sierra, where you, that's been your life for so long. And it's interesting to hear these commentators talking about, well, 26 is old for this sport. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. So I wouldn't even be in, even a slight possibility that I could even compete in this sport because I'm older than 26 at this point in my life. And I, I can't imagine that, or even just listening to not even the Olympics, but other sporting events and how old somebody is for their field. It's such an interesting perspective. It's different than like an actual from like a desk, a day job. Yeah, for sure. Or like, yeah, different types of careers. Mm -hmm. You don't, have that limit necessarily not in the way that athletes have that limit placed on right. them it has to be tough um mm -hmm. but one of the things that i really like about sports or at least the stories i like hearing about sports is that i mean i feel like at least some of these athletes are getting out a good amount i don't want to say as much but almost as much as they're putting in like mm -hmm. They have to do a lot to get there. But I feel like if you just listen to some of their stories, it usually entails something where, where being athletic or having the, the capacity to have this routine and this strict discipline and mental and physical toughness has helped them in other areas of their lives, uh, whether it just be an escape or a way to just, you know, deal with other life circumstances. Um, so I'm hoping that it's, that the trade is a little more even than I think I just was so dramatic about. Um, but also like those people are, are happy to do it and they're mm -hmm. gifted enough to do that. Right. Like imagine being that talented. You said I can't do it because I'm 26. I can't do it because I can barely walk without falling down. So <laughs> yes, there's so much talent from these Olympic athletes. And I think there's also just so much to be said about their passion. I've been listening to some of the stories behind these athletes and, and granted, we don't know everything that goes on in their lives and what we, we hear, you know, little snippets of it, but still inspiring to see what they're willing to put forth. Like you said, you, you get out of it, what you put into it. And 
it's been incredible to hear those stories and to to see that happen and very inspiring too at the same breath like even if we're not competing which mm-hmm. i'm okay not competing in an olympic <laughs> games but to still take it away of like that goes for so many things like you have passions about reading or writing and and what you put into it is what you can take out of it too i think is is huge i agree i agree with you and one of the one of the icebreakers we've had um recently was if you were participating in enough in like an Olympic games. And I think it was like the past summer Olympics that was delayed in 2021. But it was like, if you were participating in the Olympics, what would your um, sport be? So I'm going to ask you, Caitlin, what would your sport be if you were competing in the Olympics? And it could be summer or winter. Mm, That is easy. It would be moguls. The mogul skiing with the flips. That would definitely be me because I'm a big mogul skier. I'm not at that level whatsoever, but I, and I love watching it. How about you? What would yours be? Um, I have the, the answer that I would want it to be like, I would want like gymnastics. Like that's oh, yes. to me is the fun event. Um, practically, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, practically, I, I don't even know if I can pick a practically a practical sport for me. Um, but gymnastics would definitely be like the dream mm-hmm. i've always wished i could flip around hey i could see it totally <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, great man. i wish i wish i'm sitting here thinking really hard too like is there any other cool answers like no i've never even ice skated before oh really yeah no <laughs> so can't choose that one i saw a really cute video recently um, where someone was learning how to like ice skate as an adult and like taking lessons and how like it's fulfilling. So if y'all remember, we had a lease on the podcast at the end of 2021 and she was talking about hobbies a little bit in that podcast and she is taking that and kind of branched off. So if you're following her on TikTok, I highly recommend following her. Um, but She's her handle is Lisa on Life, but she's been digging into that a little more. I'm so proud of her and talking about like hobbies and like what it means to, you know, find a hobby as an adult and not like really put so much stake in being good at it and like trying different things. Um, so basically, she she took that concept that she's been toying around with and she started running with it, and it's so cool to see. But she shared a video where she was talking about like where a girl was talking about learning how to ice skate. And like, how inspiring. I've also seen videos of someone learning how to tumble and stuff at an old age, like old, not even that old, but like older than what you would need to be to get into the Olympics at this point. So I just think it's cool that like this point, I lost the point in this, but basically like we say that it's too late. It's not too late to do it for fun, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm totally with you. And it was so cool to be able to talk to her and hear about those hobbies and have this recognition of like, yes, we can totally do that. Like pandemic hobbies, I feel like are definitely a thing. And I hope they continue long after this because we are just enriching our lives and the lives of people around us too, by doing hobbies. Speaking of Elise and TikTok, um, one of my favorite parts, (laughs) Caitlin is laughing hysterically because of course I had to bring up TikTok. 
But one of my favorite things about like the Olympic season is not so much, I mean, I don't really go out of my way to watch the Olympics all the time. However, one thing that really kicked up over the last couple of years, just the summer and now the winter Olympics, is the use of social media more. So you get to kind of get this behind the scenes look at what's going on at the Olympic villages and like how they're staying, like what it looks like to eat food there, like what are their schedules like, what it means to take a bus from this place and have your badge, like literally all the ins and outs that we were never privy to besides like random coverage on the news, we get to see from the lens of Olympians, like, but Olympians that are our age or younger. So they're putting it in that scope that it's actually interesting. That is so cool, Sierra. I feel like I'm with you. I've always wanted to know what things were like behind the scenes because like, it's a big deal to be able to take thousands of athletes and put them in the same area after transporting everybody. And how do you do meals? How do you do training? What does bedtime look like? Like, (laughs) I don't know, you know, you're like acclimating to a different time zone. That's amazing. I didn't even think about that. That's wild. That part right right there. Yeah, Not only do you have to perform, but you have to perform in a different time zone. And if your body doesn't adjust well or fast enough, like how much does that throw you off? Granted, yes. you're probably traveling a lot. Elevation too, which makes a big difference. Mm, very yeah. true. You know, so, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. Like the Olympics brings together so many people. The whole world is watching. How do you orchestrate everything? Like the ins and outs, the cameras, the timing because like everything that's broadcast at night here in the United States obviously is not taking place at like two o'clock in the morning. So all of that is incredible. Yeah. And like you said, that community aspect, like I bet they walk out of this and hopefully they've talked to someone or have gotten to interact with someone from a different culture. And hopefully they're building some team bonds just from having had this experience together. Mm-hmm. And I just want to bring up TikTok one more time to say, they also show how cool their swag is. And mm. like the cardboard beds that they had in Japan. Yes. And like how it felt to sleep on them. Um, but this year, like I was laughing because like one TikToker was showing that he got this kind of like pillow thing and he was like confused about it but everyone on tiktok was like no you're supposed to unzip it and it unfolds into this giant blanket and we were watching him like experience the shock and you know real time and i'm like social media man there's some good in it there really is how long do you think it would have took like someone was gonna have to tell him eventually but like right That's too funny. Oh my gosh. And how cool to have like that access to be able to experience at the same time as the athletes. That's pretty cool. I don't know. Small world, big world, but small world. It really is. That is amazing. Well, we can check off our TikTok box for the day, Sierra. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, friends, we hope that you've had maybe some new fun facts that were shared because I feel like this has all been super relevant right at the moment. You can definitely share these with people who might be watching the Olympics or who might not be watching the Olympics. <laughs> I promise you, even the ones who aren't watching will find at least one of these facts entertaining or interesting. At the very least, you'll know that there have only been three Olympics canceled. So there you go. Trivia fact for you. 
Yes, absolutely. Well, we hope you've had a great week and that you are soaking up every single second of this beautiful month of February. And we can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye, friends.